Welcome to Activations with JJ Ascension Message. In today's episode, I will be sharing with you some of the adventures I had doing timeline merging sessions over the 222 portal. If you're like most people who signed up for the sessions, not really even knowing what they were getting into, this episode is going to be really enlightening for you and I'm excited for you to hear some of the details about what timeline merging really is. So without any further ado, let's dive right in. Hello, dear beautiful souls. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, which I honestly didn't even know how to categorize because I just started a new podcast series called Adventures in the Akashic Records, which is all about the sessions that I do. And interestingly enough, these sessions are not Akashic Records sessions, so I figured out it couldn't really fall under that category. They are still recaps of sessions, and I am so grateful to the individuals who allowed me to share their stories anonymously. I've changed their names, but allowed me to hop on here and give you a little glimpse as to what this timeline merging looked like for some of these people. I really do believe that in their stories, you will find something that resonates with you and maybe it will expand you in some way and help you on your journey. So we're going to go ahead and launch into three different stories. I'm excited to share these with you. So this first story is a session I had with someone who I will call Amy. And of course, as I mentioned, Amy has given me permission to share a little bit about what happened in her timeline merging session. So as we began to drop in, it was really fascinating. I've worked with Amy a lot, and I noticed that when I work with someone who's been in, you know, two or three different programs with me, whenever we do a one-on-one session, things just flood in very, very fast. For someone who's brand new and I'm just meeting for them for the first time, we're just getting used to each other's energy. And so when I have somebody that I've worked with that much, they just take us from zero to 60 in like 0.2 seconds. So we dropped in and then we were, shoo, we were already in her Akashic records. Now it was interesting because up until that point, a lot of the people I had been working with had gone into the void to do the timeline merging, but she was doing something a little different. We were in the Akashic records. All I could see was a circle of beings above her and they were all parallel versions of her. I knew that they were parallel versions of her and they were hovering in a circle over her head and there were about 20 of them actually. There were quite a few. I got the sense that these were all parallel versions from approximately the same time. So it wasn't like they were from 5,000 years ago or, you know, in the future. They were all fairly, like they were all human uh, versions of her parallel, you know, lives. And they were all from the same time, approximately. It was interesting because she had some fascinating experiences the days leading up to the session where she had said she was on a trip. And she's like, while I was on this trip, I kept going to my maps And my location was on on my maps and my maps kept telling me I was in a totally different city than I really was in. And this happened three or four times and she's like, I checked to make sure my location was working. And then on top of that, something else happened and it like read that I was in Canada. She's like, I wasn't even in Canada. And so she she knew and then I immediately knew I as we were tapping into these 
beings circling around her. I was like, oh, each of these, you know, some of these beings are from those locations. It's literally like a parallel version of you that lives in some of those places. So that was really, really fascinating. After that, I began to sense that these versions, these were going to integrate. Now, normally when I do multidimensional soul integration, it does take a little bit longer. I go through a whole process. And of course, that particular program is coming up soon where we actually walk through the past lives. We talk about what those past lives, you know, what was happening in those past lives, and then they are integrated. Well, she's worked with me so much. I knew that she was already ready and prepared. She's very clairsentient, clairvoyant. And so those soul aspects were all ready to jump in. I was a little bit worried about how her body would respond to all of these soul aspects coming in, but I do trust spirit and I do know that when I'm in a situation like that, usually the person has been totally calibrated beforehand. In fact, I set that intention. So I did still ask her to imagine that she was turning into a pool of water and those energies as they were dropping in, I saw like the individuals, but they look like streams of energy. And I said, well, it's kind of like little streams or waterfalls going into one big pool of water, which is like you. And so I immediately saw like them sort of dive in to her energy one by one. And then I saw something really interesting. Each of these versions of herself had like a a cord wrapped around their waist and like a, a, a string tied to that. And what her guides told me, they were carrying not only themselves, but they were carrying their entire timeline with them to be integrated into her. And that is why this was a merging of the timelines. They were helping her to merge all these timelines together. I don't know all of the ins and outs of what that means. Like I didn't dig super deep into it. So I'll just kind of leave that there for you to ponder and take and run through your intuition It's interesting that there was a difference and a differentiation between the individual soul aspect and the timeline. They didn't just automatically come in together. They had to be like tied together and then brought through. So as they all kind of hopped in to her energy, I felt her melding into like more of a plasma type energy and just absorbing them. And then I said, I definitely feel like we need to make sure that you're anchoring. And so I worked with her body a little bit more and we sort of finished that portion. By that time, we actually weren't very far along in the session because there's time magic now and spirit has me do these incredible things in like 10, 15 minutes. So then we moved to the next thing and I said, okay, well, where are we going now? And I said, okay, we're going to the void now. And I was like, what? Where? I didn't even know why. Like I, <laughs> but this is me. I'm like, I trust, I trust. So we go towards the void and we are going through this like tunnel and I feel like these little dark little beings calibrating her energy to the energy of the void. And I said, they're kind of like bats, but the words coming to me are like cosmic fairies. Or later, it actually felt like it was fairies of the void. But I definitely felt like they were adjusting and adapting her body to be able to come into the energy of the void. If you have never been to the void before, the energy there is very intense. Just the other day in another timeline session, I took someone to the void And after I got done, I could 
definitely feel it in my body. I was like, whoa, where, wow. I can't stay in there very long. Well, let me put it this way. I've been slowly calibrating to be able to stay in there longer, but I knew that like there was a time when I was like, okay, I think I need to be done in the void. I was feeling it in my body. Anyway, I sidetrack. Okay, so going back to her, we went through this tunnel of energy. We ended up in the void, and the first thing I said to her was, I see like this cauldron of void energy, and I feel like you're just supposed to put your hands in there and smear it all over your body just to calibrate to the void. So she just started applying that to herself. Those little cosmic fairy, void fairy things were helping her. I was doing light language. So much of this session had light language because there was just a ton of energy being moved. And then something really fascinating happened. I started to see this energy over her head and it was spirals, spiral energy. And I saw it drop in like, you know, those ribbon dancers that are swirling the ribbons around their body. That's how I saw it. And I saw it in a lot of different colors. And I was like, okay, what's, what are these? You know, I sometimes have to check in with the guides to be like, can you clarify what's going on here? And they said, these are timelines. These are new timelines, new vibrations that she hasn't experienced yet. Right? So we merged all these other ones. And then it was time to bring in new timeline energies. The thing about these new timeline energies that I thought was interesting was that they didn't have like a being attached to them. Like they weren't being brought in by anybody. There was nobody around. It was just this ribbon of energy coming down and around her. So she just began to integrate all of those. And then when we were finished, I had her really anchored once again through the body, in through the body, in and sort of like pin them into her root chakra. So the end of all of those ribbons ended up in her root chakra. We then uh, sort of escorted her back through that tunnel. Those fairies were still working on her. In fact, I saw different fairies after that. I saw these like brighter colored fairies that matched the timeline energies. And then they were calibrating and they were doing their light language. We dropped her back into her body. And what her guide said after that was that those strands, those ribbons were actually seeds of timelines. There were seeds and they were being planted within her to then grow into a full-fledged timeline. So that was the story uh, for this particular person. I'm so grateful to Amy for allowing me to share that. I hope something in this resonates. One of the reasons I'm sharing all these timeline stories is so that you can take this really abstract concept of merging timelines and understand a little bit more about what it means. The symbolism in the sessions helps us to give a a physical representation to what's happening energetically and very abstract. So again, that one was really fun. This next story of the timeline session is about Jackie. And the interesting thing about Jackie is that we had a an Akashic record reading just two weeks before she had the 222 timeline merging session. I thought that was very beneficial because when she came to the session, the second one, I felt like she had been calibrating. In fact, her guides said as much as that. They said that she had been calibrating and she she even said it. She like came into the session. She's like, I feel like so much has happened. It feels like last year when we had that other session, just so much energetic shifting. And one of the fun things about her is that she does womb healing. She works with women. And what brought through what I brought through in the Akashic Record session was that she was connected to the Star Mothers. I actually brought through some information about the Star Mothers for her 
in this session that I'll talk about in another session of Ascension School because it was really cool the way they explained who the star mothers are and what they do. But anyhow, we stepped into the energy of what we're doing and essentially what I did was set the intention that we would merge any timelines, any soul aspects, any soul fragments. So this was a pretty heavy lift energetically for her to do, but her guides just said, yep, she's ready. She's ready to go. So of course, overlighting the entire thing were the star mothers, which was beautiful. And they just began by calibrating her body. We had her body, it was so fascinating. We had her in this void area. So they brought her to the void where a lot of people go when I'm working with this timeline merging. But for her, it was kind of gradual. I didn't even realize we were in the void until they're like, oh, this is void energy. And I was there. So the void is intense. If you haven't been there very much, you definitely want, want to make sure that you spend small amounts of time and then build to more and more time. And I'll explain why in just a moment. But anyway, we started integrating all of these soul aspects and timelines just in a very beautiful way. It started out where they had her hold her hands out in front of her and imagine a little golden seed, a little golden spark. And that golden spark grew bigger and bigger and bigger until it was bigger than her. And then it enveloped her. And they said, this is your container now. You are going to bring in all of these energies, all of these timeline energies into this container. Do you see how big it is? It's, it's sufficient for all that you need. And so I felt like they essentially expanded her energetic field. As the star mothers were coming through the whole session, periodically with different kinds of light language, I felt like I was actually speaking different races, like maybe Pleiadian, or I knew I was speaking Arcturian and Andromedan as well. I felt like they all stepped in with different languages as they came through. So we did all this merging and I was feeling quite a bit of energy like in her heart, a little bit of maybe pressure in that area because I kind of, when I'm doing sessions, I can feel the body of the person that tells me like what to do and how to work with them. And so the star mother stepped forward at the very end of the session with something fascinating. They said, we would like to offer you this special device. It's a light technology device that is designed to help her fully integrate over this next little while. And when it's done, when she doesn't need it anymore, we will remove it, but we need to ask for her consent. And when I saw it in my third eye, it literally just looked like a rod of white energy that was about the length from her crown to her root chakra. So she, she did actually consent to receiving that technology. As soon as they placed it in her body, I did feel her calm down but they told me we were done and we started to drift um, back into her body. We started to drift like we were going downstairs and recalibrating into the body. After we came fully out, my guide said that what you were feeling in her heart, what you were feeling, that energy at the very end, that was actually her body saying that it was done being in the void and that's what it, that's what it could handle at that moment in time of the void energy. And so I told her that. I said, when you go into the void, it's a place you kind of just stick your pinky toe in and then you stick your foot in and then you stick your leg in and you just do this to get used to it because it's a very different energy for us. And again, a lot of people say, well, what is the void? How do you use it? You know, all the things. I actually have a podcast about manifesting in the void that I can drop into the details down below. But essentially, the void is the point of all creation. Some people see it as zero point energy. Sometimes people call it black hole energy energy. 
cosmic womb energy, all of those are very similar to what I personally experience in the void. I don't see a lot in the void. It's all purely energetic. There aren't a lot of like things coming through my third eye when we go into the void. And that's what these timeline sessions have been, my friends, let me tell you, honestly. So anyhow, that was a really fascinating story of this technology that was brought through to help her integrate. And I would invite you, hey, if you feel like you've had a really big activation sometime and you're working with your guides, in particular, the Arcturians are very good at this, you might ask them for light technology to help you integrate a little bit better. All right, I have one final story of these timeline merging sessions that I did. I will call the woman in this session, Shruti, and Shruti came in. I've worked with her several times, very familiar with her energy, and she often does work with several different Hindu gods and goddesses. They often come into our sessions, and so it didn't surprise me after we dropped in to the meditation, and funny, funnily enough, I actually went to go play music. I always play background music in my sessions, and the music would not work. I could not get the music on and I was like, okay, I know the music's not supposed to be on. I think I'm supposed to sing. So I actually did. I started singing in light language and I knew that's how we were supposed to enter into the session. But once we did, Krishna immediately came through and escorted her to a higher level, a higher dimension. I could just feel like we were going up and up and up. And they said that we were going to a place like the void, a planet similar to the void, but not exactly And all I could see were different colors, like dark maroon, dark red, dark blue, dark purple. I just saw those colors. That was like the color signature of the planet or this plane of existence. As we arrived there, I saw this basically like a throne or a chair made out of gold. And I said, okay, I see this chair. I think you need to go sit down in this chair. And once I saw that chair, I then felt this golden sphere energy just start to form around her it was almost like just encapsulating her and I saw these little electricity vibes coming all over the place lots of electricity lots of charged energy coming through and I noticed that as these little strands of electricity were coming in and sort of connecting with this orb it felt like those were the timelines we were calling in so I said okay let's start calling in these timelines She does light language, so I said, I feel like you need to call them in with light language. So she started doing her light language, and I saw these little beams of of energy coming and connecting in with this golden sphere that was around her. And I realized the golden sphere was like her energetic container, and I said, don't worry, your energetic container is very large. The sphere is is what you are. It's, It's way bigger than your normal body or even just like your energetic body. It's a very expanded version of you. And so it's going to make it so you can integrate all of these timelines. Anyhow, I started seeing these interesting patterns show up on the outside of the golden sphere. It was almost like when you look at a window and frost starts to form on it and it starts to form those like crystal patterns on the window. It was literally like that. After we got done with the session, she even told me that her guide said to her that each of the little symbols that was being etched on the outside of the sphere was the energy key or energy signature or archetype associated with the particular life that she was integrating. And we kept working and I felt like I was really helping her body continue to be able to handle all of this really potent energy. In fact, at one point at the end of this timeline merging, 
um, actually about in the middle, the mantids came through and they were adjusting the outside of the sphere. They came in and did some work. And then secondly, Krishna came through towards the end of what we were doing and replaced the core of her energetic body with a larger core. It just looked like a rod of energy and it was Almost like they were saying, we're replacing her batteries with larger batteries. But I mean, that was the best analogy I can come up with because there's so many deep concepts. I don't even get everything that I'm seeing. So then after they were done, they were like, okay, we're finished. And then something they did totally blew my mind. It took me into all this like quantum physics stuff that I don't totally grasp. Sometimes I see things with my third eye that I have no words for. And I was struggling with words in this session. I saw the sphere that she was encased in, that she had merged the timelines onto, literally turn inside out with her in it, and she turned inside out. And I was like, what is going on? Her guides were like, it's okay, it's okay. Like, tell her what's happening. Tell her that this is like, that upside down is now going to be right side up. That is literally what they said. They said, upside down is now right side up. Do not be alarmed. It's going to feel a little weird at first. It's going to feel a little awkward. This is the new way that you are going to feel and see and sense things. So they had her stay in that for a while. And after a few moments, I started to tap in through my third eye to something else I was seeing. After she flipped around, and it was almost like petals of a, of a lotus flower were enclosing the sphere as it was at the beginning and then they just flipped around and enclosed it the other way well then the scene that i saw after that totally made complete sense the main part of her body looked like it was attached to a golden sphere on the bottom so almost just like those petals had flipped down and around and she was now out of the sphere the sphere was under her and she was like floating around and this super activated golden being with this long golden hair literally like a goddess energy it looked like an oversoul and I can tell an oversoul when I see one and it did feel like it in fact it had the same energy signature as Krishna when they first came through and so as I was describing this to her I was like okay I feel like you're just floating around and you're enjoying this energy body after we got done and I was talking this through with her, she says, I felt like I was on a cosmic scooter. And I was like, yes, that's what it looked like to me. You're just floating through the universe on this cosmic scooter. What my guides told me was that it was similar to a Merkaba. It was literally like a personal spaceship vehicle that's attached to you. That's part of your energetic body because I could not tell where her body ended and this quote-unquote vehicle spaceship thing began. So I have to safely assume that that's what it was, was that it's part of her energetic body now. As we were sort of debriefing at the very end of the session, I definitely had to go back in with spirit and say, okay, what, what happened? Like, what did we just do? This is different than all of the other, well, most of the other ones I've done so far. Actually, I can say all of them. It was really different than all of them. And what her guide said was, you were not only merging timelines for her human self, her human soul aspect, you were at the next level of density helping her oversoul merge timelines. Oh my goodness. Now I have to tell you, I've been working with this person for a really long time. 
and, um, in different programs that I do. And whenever I work with someone over and over like that, it just happens that we're able to do different things because I get to know their energy. They get to know my energy. I get to know their guides. I get to know their soul, all of these things. And so it wasn't surprising to me that we did this. It was just surprising to me that the oversoul was requesting or or was receiving this help in merging timelines. And I know we have a soul contract, like I 100% do. Everybody that I work with, I know we have soul contracts. And it's just incredible when something like this happens and you realize you're not just working at this individual human life level, you're working at other levels. Now, I want to tell you something. You may listen to this story and think, whoa, JJ, how do you do that? And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not telling you this story for it to be something weird and rare. This is something that you can learn how to do, not only for yourself, but if you're a light worker for other people. We are being invited to start working with higher level versions of people, higher density versions of people. This isn't the first time I've ever worked with somebody's oversoul, and that's a, a story for another day. That was a really fun session that I, I once did when I was working with someone's oversoul. But anyhow, I thought it would be fun to share that. Open your perspective on what you can do, what parts of you you can work with. There are no limits, my friends. There are no limits. All right, those are the three stories I'm going to share for today. I hope you enjoyed this little bit of show and tell and descriptions and recaps. Again, these are my timeline merging sessions. I am no longer offering them for the time being, but I am offering Akashic Records one-on-one readings. I have a wait list for those, and it's about a one to two month out, just depending on how things play out over the next little bit. But you can hop on the link below and you can sign up to do a one-on-one Akashic reading with me where we can do crazy things like this. All right, my friends, I'm going to finish up this podcast by reminding you of some events that I have coming up and there are quite a few so if you're going to hang out with me for the long haul thank you so much in advance. First of all coming up this weekend on Sunday March 5th we have our Atlantean Golden Age gathering. This is actually only our second one and I'm really excited for what's going to come through. Our very first one we did this year was intense. If you have not grabbed the playback for that even whoa I highly recommend you do. It was incredible, incredible energy. Like so many people had visions of past lives. A lot of stuff came through in that one. So you can either listen to the playback or join us live on the 5th. There's that gathering. Now, my month of March is jam-packed. If you've looked at my offerings page, (laughs) you will see. In fact, I did a whole podcast episode about why I'm doing so many different things. But I'm going to just tell you in a nutshell of some of the highlights of what I'm going to be doing. First of all, I have the upcoming Priestess Portal. That starts mid-March. It's an incredible container, very high vibrational, where you're going to be calibrated and upgraded in ways you didn't even think were possible. That is for women only. But don't fear, I have a men's only offering now. This is the first one I've ever done. Mid-March as well, it's two one-and-a-half-hour workshop sessions I'm going to be collaborating with Esteban of the Barefoot Healer, and he and I are going to be doing a wizard activation workshop. So listen to me. If you are a man and you are interested in energies like Merlin and Ra and Toth and Atlantean king priests, this is where you want to be. The link to sign up for that is below, just like everything else I'm talking about here. 
I also have coming up, and this actually doesn't start till the beginning of April, but we're closing it at the end of March, another virtual online course. We are calling it the Star Mother's Circle of Wisdom. If you are connected to Atlantis or Arcturians, Lemuria or Pleiadians, and Avalon or Andromedans, any of those, this course is where you want to be because those are the three star mother groups that are going to be overlighting this whole course. And I'm even collaborating with two friends. There's three of us total. There's a lot of number threes in this course. So you can click on the link below. You can find out what that means, what star mothers is. There's an incredible landing page that explains to you all about the activations. Now, I don't want to forget to say, pay attention if you live in New York City or Connecticut because I am headed your way to do in-person events in March. Yes, I get to meet you in the flesh, one of my very favorite things. I'll be in Connecticut at the Angel Co-op doing personal readings in the Shungite Room and two different workshops. One is a goddess activation workshop for women and the other is a Lemurian past life regression and group healing. That one happens on the Saturday the 18th. On the 19th, I'll be meeting with a group of you in Manhattan, one of my favorite places. I love the energy there. I have a really strong feeling that we're going to be doing grid work while we're in the city. Every time I go to New York City, I am doing grid work everywhere I go. And I want you to come join me and do grid work with me. It's such an incredible experience. So if you stuck with me this whole time where I was telling you all about this, and this is probably breaking the record for the longest podcast episode I've ever had. (laughs) Thank you. I just want to say thank you. I am sending you so much love. I am so grateful for you. I would love it if you could just hit that little like button and join this family by subscribing and be in this little soul container here that we're creating on YouTube or Spotify or wherever you're listening to me. And I also want to let you know, as always, that I am you and you are me and we are we. Until next time, my friends.